Terence strongly cautioned, the following programs are intended for mature audiences over the age of 18. These programs may contain some materials that many parents would not find suitable for children. The programs may contain intense violence, sexual situations, coarse language and suggestive dialogue. Hey! Hey! I'm Joel McDonald. I do voiceover stuff. You're listening to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Bitches. Welcome to the Tanami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me today is... The founder of TsunamiFaithful.com, Paul Pascrilla. And... And Samurai Real Maddie. And... You're Steve Denouncer, Jim Nelson. Hell yeah, black man back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, surprises here, just, uh, you know, uh, four of the core five. Yay. Yes, the surprises are not in the cast of the podcast this week. The surprises are in the announcements. Oh, yes. Wait, wait, wait. what's the first announcement? Uh, well, you see, people probably already figured it out because we tend to have the guests introduce the podcast. So, as you may have already figured out, we are having Joel McDonald on the show this week. Yeah! Cool. Yes, cool it was a surprise, this. wasn't it, folks? If it wasn't, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> We're very happy to have Joel on the show. <laughs> yes, we were. And yeah, we are, are still in the long process of obtaining one Michelle Ruff. We want you to send in your questions for her at tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. No cliche shit, people. Please. <laughs> Please. And ask good questions. One of the reasons why I didn't have anybody pull questions for Joel McDonald was one... It was a very quick process in which I got him. And two, I just figured we had enough good questions already. Right. So mm -hmm. prove me wrong and give us real good questions for Michelle. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to crack on you real bad. Because if I get a bad one, I'm going to ask it. And I'm going to... Never mind. I'm going to just be nice. Fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like tearing people's heads off today. No. Today. Yes, today. We also have a and, very uh, important announcement that we are taking very seriously. Please, 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 we need help to bring Greg from the One Piece podcast, their guy in Japan, to the premiere of One Piece podcast goes to Japan. And you can help by going to tinyurl.com backslash Greg OPP Japan. Sweet. Now, the important details on that, if you contribute $10... You can have your name read on the One Piece podcast at onepiecepodcast.com. If you contribute $50, you get to come on this podcast, the Toonami Faithful Podcast. If you contribute $200, you get to come on to the One Piece Podcast for a segment of your choice. And for $400, you get to come on the One Piece Podcast for a full episode pretty hey, exciting that is huge that is huge you actually get to be part of the show for an episode yay <laughs> they're never gonna have me on that podcast <laughs> no they're not <laughs> no. sure they will you give them the I've money i've been saying it for about a year yeah. now no, i've been saying it for about a year now what we need is we need uh to have 
uh, Darrell and Steve Yurko in a TLC match for a panel. That's, <laughs> that's our panel. Like well, we have the, we have the feud like the feud reaches ahead at a uh, One Piece podcast panel, and then uh, you know we just have the other panel, which is you know the uh, World Podcast title match or something like that. <laughs> a TLC okay, match between details Darrell regarding and Steve. this. It's very important that if you want to support Greg, that you do so soon. The fundraiser actually ends on the 9th of March. It is going to be the 4th when you hear this episode. So please, please, please go to tinyurl.com backslash Greg OPP Japan and donate as soon as possible. Seriously, you can do something really huge. It'll help for Anime Boston. Uh, it'll make us look really, really good, you know, with the uh, collaborations that us and the One Piece podcast often do. And uh, you know what? You're also bringing a guy halfway across the world for his very first anime convention. Why not have it in the heart of Boston, the Athens of America? <laughs> we got more to what? talk about with That's... Anime Boston. Yes, yeah, we do. we do, actually. Wonderful segue, I guess. Okay, so... Anime Boston is three weeks from Friday, and I can hardly believe it myself because it's actually kind of scary how quickly this has come up. A lot of guests have just been uh, announced for Anime Boston. There hasn't really been the same kind of uh, Funimation contingent that there has been in years past. But, uh, you know, with a couple weeks to go, you never know. There could be a last minute guest um, guest announcement or, you know, whoever. The people that I would like to try and go to press panels for this year would be um, Dai Sato, who is a director on a couple of episodes of Space Dandy and the director of Auraka 7. Uh, Christina V, who is Homura in Madoka Magica. You have, I'd love to get, um, let's see, Patrick Seitz, who was, uh, oh, everybody. <laughs> he was, uh, more specifically, he was Frankie in um, One Piece, since we're, you know, trying to stick to Toonami stuff. He's one of the uh, script Wendy writers for Space Dandy. Yes, he is. A, he's data script writing for so much stuff, man. Um, I'd love to get uh, Trina Nishimura, who um, I don't know if she's been in any Toonami stuff, but she was uh, Makisei Kurisu in Steins Gate. So, uh, I'm sure that's probably she's been in One Piece, but hasn't everybody. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, they've probably pulled some random people off the street. Hey, want to do something for us? We'll pay it 20 <laughs> bucks. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Wendy Lee is another one I'd like to get. She, uh, well, if you don't know Wendy Lee, then quite frankly, you don't know your anime. <laughs> yeah, so, and then hey, we're also Cowboy hoping... Bebop, numerous roles on Bleach. And then, and then we're hoping for yet again Mike McFarland because, well, he's a friend of the podcast and stuff like that. And uh, you know, maybe if we could pull aside Kylie Bear as well, that'd be hilarious. Even if it's just for a, like a comedy sketch or something. But uh. Regardless. Kyle should just be part of the site at this point. Yeah, I know. Kyle should just be saying, <laughs> saying previously on the Toonami Faithful Podcast. We're just going to employ him and get rid of Jim and not have him do the end. Exactly. <laughs> Look here, dude. We, Jim will call affirmative action on our ass with the quiz. <laughs> Seriously. You, you can't get rid of the black man. All right, all right. You're running a little too far with this joke there, Oh I wouldn't be bitter. I'd be losing out to a very talented man. <laughs> but um, yes, we have um, those are the folks that I would like to get. Um, so those names again are Dai Sato, Christina V. Uh, for giggles, let's just say Kyle A. Bear, Mike McFarland, Patrick Seitz, and Wendy Lee. 
So if you have questions for any of those, be sure to send them to Jim Nelson at tsunamifaithful.com. I'm going to do the same thing as last year. I don't have any uh, 14-day uh, Crunchyroll guest passes to offer up this time, though. But make your questions good because yes. these are press. this is a press panel, and uh, we're not here for, how oh, can you do this voice, please? No, we're not there for that. We're actually here for serious questions. So, um, you know, really good questions like you guys gave us for the Monica Rial interview would be uh, the best way to do it. So that's a bit. So that's about it for Anime Boston. We'll have tons of stuff for you, and um, yeah, the those plans are still developing, but we're only three weeks out. So you guys, gotta uh, get your dibs in quick. And um, we'll have we'll have everything that's going on up on tsunamifaithful.com as uh, things progress. So keep an eye out for that link coming, as well as what we're gonna talk about next, which is uh, Toricon. Um, that is this weekend, uh, March eighth through the 9th in Rochester, New York. Where I live, obviously. Anyways, um, <laughs> wow, that's short notice, Paul. <laughs> I know. Um, well, actually, no. I've been telling people about it on on Twitter, so a lot of people okay. know that I'm going to be going. Um, the plans right now have actually been finalized. It, it was because people were switching around their panels and you know things like that. But um, the Tsunami Faithful panel, which I will be running, will be at one o'clock um, at Toricon. Uh, look at your um, agendas to see when I will where that is and. Again, it will be at one o'clock. Um, I'm not expecting any of the people that are guests to be there, but I am working on some things. So keep an eye out on my Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. And if you guys see something pop up about a certain voice actress or actor, please make sure that you ask questions when I say that, because that will be your only chance too. And remember, Colleen Clickenbeard is going to be there. And, um, oh God. What is her name? No, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, the voice of um, Space Danny. I'm trying to think of her name. Honey. Alexis Tipton? Yes. Alexis, Alexis, Tipton. Alexis Tipton. Yeah, That's who she's going to be there. Um, so uh, stay tuned because I may, if I do get a hold of them and I can get a time to maybe do an interview or even have them on the panel, you know, my Twitter account is where I'm going to put it first. So pay attention to my Twitter uh, this week as um, – things progress same thing goes for jim's twitter account um as we get closer to anime boston because that's where we're going to post stuff so Toricon, my twitter account at paul Pascrello, and uh for anime boston um jim's twitter account zero alicard 27 so keep an eye on both of those accounts if you would and i'll post some stuff up on tsunamifable.com as well so but uh speaking of space dandy i think we need to get into the space dandy recap what do you think skip absolutely Space Dandy, Episode 9. Plants are living things too, baby. The screenplay for this episode was done by the one, the only, Shinichiro Watanabe. The character no designer and animation director was Yoshiyuki Ito. Another animation director was Kiyotaka Oshiyama. The story drafting, storyboards, and unit direction were done by Un Young Cho. And on the Funimation side... We have the head writer, as always, John Bergmeer. The script writer this time is Bonnie Clinkenbeard. And the ADR director this week is Zach Bolton. And in errata from the previous episode, my bad, Joel McDonald directed last week's episode. 
I think that was my fault too. I thought I uh, had pretty much just said, oh yeah, Zach Bolton because he does everything. Yeah. So basically, what happens is is Space Dandy and Meow get separated. Uh, Meow goes off with these plant creatures that seem to be being nice to him at first, but as we find out later in the episode, they're just fattening him up for some food. The kill. <laughs> <laughs> the kill. Um, and Dandy ends up with a bunch of, I guess the best thing to say is scientists. I would plant say. Plant scientists. Plant scientists. And they um, basically treat him with respect and give him like a place to, you know, chill out, I guess is the best way to put it. And... Um, they basically take him to find – what was it again? Code D, you dumb Code D. I didn't want to get that wrong. Um, yeah. uh, at first, they're not allowed to go in there, and they actually get thrown into jail because, well, you're not supposed to go in and disturb whatever this is. <laughs> and somehow they, the plants actually get them out, which – Again, this is such a trippy episode that you're just kind of like, I don't even know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> but um, basically, Danny it makes it over there, and he finds out that it's a rock, and it's not an alien, and in the process, basically destroys the whole plant world. <laughs> <laughs> and everything evolves back to what it used to be. The evolves, you dumb fuck. Whatever. Or regress. Regress, whatever. Mm. So... Basically, mm-hmm. this episode, I don't know, has... No, dude, somebody was smoking <laughs> some weed, taking acid, and eating shrooms, dude. I'm talking about this shit. Is I don't know if this... Man. I was like, whatever they were smoking, I want to know because I want to <laughs> hit that one time, no. dude. The plot of this uh, episode is very simple. They go to a planet, they find some aliens, they find out the source of why this plant life has evolved in this certain way dandy grabs it and it causes a total regression and meow avoids being eaten that's that's the plot but what's interesting about this episode is the visuals Mm-hmm. The visuals tripped you out, dude. That's what had me yeah. going, man. I was like, man, it's some psychedelic type shit. Right? And we thought hyperspace was trippy in the first episode. Ha <laughs> 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 Exactly. So, yeah, I was actually questioning what I was drinking. I thought the Smirnoff <laughs> ice had gone bad or something like that. I, Dude, I knew it didn't go bad, but I was like, man, this was must. This is what it must be like when you smoke weed. And I've only smoked it twice in my life, dude. Oh, my No God. effect. I just got a headache, and I didn't want to suffer the same fate as Bruce Lee, so I got out of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm watching this episode, and I'm just like, um... What is this? <laughs> you know, I'm surprised Danny didn't make a pass at the plant chick, man. Yeah, I was I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was I was Danny don't wait, but I was like, it's a plant. Wait. As long as he can stick it in. Oh. oh. <laughs> too far, sketch. Too far. I guess he wanted to do a little crossbe pollination. Pollination. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. No, I said there was a line, damn it. Why? Damn it. This is this is an explicit podcast, Paul. (laughs) No, seriously, but this is probably by far one of the best episodes that I have seen, in my opinion, just for the simple fact of the visuals. 
And I like I said, man, no fucking continuity whatsoever. No. <laughs> I love every chaotic moment of it. You know, it, it is interesting to note, though, and I think you'll agree with me, Sketch. We're coming up on technically, according to Funimation's website, four episodes left in this 13 series uh, thing. So we don't know, like... 13 episode season, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see in about four weeks if they just continue or it is what it is and it just repeats. Yeah. Well, um, if I may, real quick. Yes. Um, it's not uncommon to hear shows take uh take like a season off or something like that the most recent series that did that was fate zero and they did that to keep the animation quality up for all we know uh that's probably what they're doing uh with space dandy well from and me and sketch were kind of talking about this before correct me if i'm wrong sketch but aren't they working on like it's called space dandy 2 or something Space Dandy Season 2, maybe? Uh, there there have been rumors that a Space Dandy 2 has been listed in Japan. Okay. All we so, really know is that the Blu-ray release is only up to 13. Okay. And in Funimation Japan, it's had to... 13 listed on their website, but now it's gone by how many episodes have aired. So I believe their current listing is 9. So yeah, they're, they're keeping it pretty hush-hush as whether or not how much more Space Dandy we're going to get. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really weird because, like, Toonami said 26. Um, sources that are close to us that we can't reveal have said 26. And now it's like, you look at their website, it says 13, and you're just like, hmm. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like, can you, know, can you just give us... Considering it two seasons, that's fine. That's, that's I mean, that's yeah, that's fine, but then just say that it's two seasons, you know? Just indicate to us don't leave us in the dark like there's something wrong or whatever just tell us what's going on you know? well that's on a need to maybe know they couldn't you don't need to know maybe there was some uh you know reason why they couldn't that's the only thing i can think of it Probably. takes a long time Stupid to animate NBAs. things you know so maybe they <laughs> oh, yeah. got behind yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's, that's not uncommon and, and it's fine i mean if you want to make this show as good as it is then that's fine. But, you know, it, it's some people are kind of like, why not just say that's what you're doing? You know what I mean? Like, just mm-hmm. just just be specific why this is why there's only 13 episodes, because if it's a season two, then fine. It's just season two. Whatever. You know, I don't care as, as long as I get to see. Space it sounds Man. like you do care. Yeah. Well, well not really. I mean, I just want to. I just want some kind of clarification because, as you know, I get like. I understand oh. what you mean, Paul, but at the same yeah. <laughs> time, it, I can't think of that many shows that actually blatantly say when they are gonna end. They just kind of do. That's true. That is true. I will. I will agree with that. Yeah. Uh, also, I think a lot of us forget how huge Space Dandy a project really is because. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got guest animators every week. You've got all these musicians that Watanabe is working with. You got all these writers and you know this and that and everything else. I mean, this really is unlike any other project we've ever seen out of any anime. When you get right down to it, true. It's, it's just like a super big collaboration, though. Yeah, uh-huh. it's kind of like uh, it, it's almost like uh, a best of or you know our favorites, our yeah. picks of like you know animation and everything like that, and. I think that's 
a huge reason why there's probably going to be a delay because Watanabe and Bandai and Bones need to talk to these guys and say, hey, when are you available? Do you have any shows <laughs> that you're working on? You know, hey, when can we squeeze you? OK, when can we squeeze you in? You know, something like that. Right, so. Right. So, yeah, it's I, I think that's something a lot of us forget is just the sheer scope of Space Dandy. It is and when that soundtrack comes to. And that soundtrack very, needs to come out like yesterday. <laughs> well, it is. It is very important, though. I mean, it, oh, but I, Jim, not, part of the soundtrack did come out. Actually, yes, I must say this real quick as a very quick aside. Uh, this is probably old news to some of you, but uh, Yasuyuki Okamura is the uh, performer of the first uh, of the theme song "Viva Namida." You can get the whole thing. For only a dollar twenty-nine on iTunes, just search "Space Dandy" in the iTunes Store, and you'll be able to find it, no problem. Good. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Catch and the full too. version is the full version is just as groovy as you'd expect, baby. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So I think we can all agree that this was a very visually interesting episode of Space Dandy. Yes, yeah, it, it was. Um, I don't know. I was questioning what I was drinking and if somebody had slipped me a Mickey. <laughs> dude i've often wondered what things look like when i'm drunk if i can even get to that point now without this, even that... uh without looking into the toilet bowl afterwards yeah dude i will not go to the toilet bowl after drinking that's a waste of fucking alcohol <laughs> keep it in drill gotta keep it in yeah. oh i keep it in all right by the way there were some uh guests in this uh episode sketch Yes, the guest voices in this particular episode was Chuck Huber as Dr. H. I believe that was the alien that Dandy came in contact with, who was the scientist. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Felicia Angel was 033H. I believe that was the little plant girl, his daughter. Yep. And Jeremy Inman was Kokamuka, who I believe was the alien that the scientist and Dandy came in contact with who tried to keep them from entering that particular area. And as always, the cast did an impeccable job and the direction was great. It was. Yeah. It was really good too as well. So way to do that episode. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, should we, we get got some, some tsunami talkbacks? Ooh. Yeah, baby. And Star Witch 4 says what we're all thinking. Space Dandy was trippy. I will agree. Mm -hmm. Isabella underscore Rui says, ugh, honestly, Space Dandy was boring tonight, but funny. I would reach his own. And now some more positive reviews. At Blatch O says, Dandy is still awesome, especially with the plant serenade. I'd put in my personal top three moments from the show. At Tarzana says... I don't know what I was supposed to be watching, but Space Dandy was fantastic. Super weird. My favorite episode so far. Tarzana was drunk that damn night, and she knows it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> At MX8Ghost says, In this week's Space Dandy, we learned never harm plants. Also, never trust QT. <laughs> True. Yeah, At Nerd Instinct says, Tonight's Space Dandy was a real fave for me, akin to Ozimov's Lightyear, a great pulp sci-fi in the old style. Okay, then. At Keikaku Cat, who we've had on the podcast before, Welcome. if it weren't for Twitter, I would not have evidence that that episode actually happened, and I'm not crazy. <laughs> uh, 
He's crazy in a damn way, folks. And regarding the preview for the next episode, Phantom Star 162 says, "Animation looks great. I can't wait for next week. Hopefully, Meow will lose all the weight by then. Win." He's gonna get liposuction, dude. Either that or he's gonna binge and purge it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that when he said lose all the weight, he actually was trying to reference your hole from Adult Swim. <laughs> oh god. They're constantly well, talking gonna... about you lost all the weight. <laughs> well, me all probably took a massive dunk in his damn kitty litter, so what you can you say? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Poor QT. Good thing it can't smell, I think. It's like, you know, don't I, nobody coming to kid a little for 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, I have a feeling if Jose was here, he would probably be shaking his head right now. <laughs> That's the reason why I'm saying all the shit I can while he's away. <laughs> Seeing as you're literally talking about feces, I would say. <clears throat> I think that'll do it for the Space Dandy recap this week. Now then, gentlemen, on to the news. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Ratings for February 22nd, 2014 are as follows. Space Dandy, 1,196,000. Bleach, 1,052,000. Naruto Shippuden, 945,000. One Piece, 770,000. Exorcist went up, 842,000. Soul Eater, 775,000. Naruto, 648,000. Ghost in the Shell, 602,000. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, 658,000. Samurai Jack, 649,000. IGBX, 552,000. Star Wars The Clone Wars, 616,000. And Inuyasha finishes off the night with 541,000. Surprising, Blue Exorcist went up. It did. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Surprising. Because remember, when One Piece premiered last summer... It was a very odd night because One Piece actually beat Naruto and Soul Eater also beat Naruto. So I think it's the same kind of thing happening. Plus, it was the end of the Olympics. So not surprisingly, the first couple of shows got hit pretty hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's a really strange week. But you know what? We're back to normal and uh, no UFC fights in the near future. And uh, yeah, pretty good. Also very good on the second half. Yeah, the back end picked up real good. Yes, it did. But, you know, it's really funny. If you look at when we're, we're about to do the comparison from last year, and it's... <laughs> it's ugly. It's ugly for, it's ugly for these ratings. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh... <laughs> One Piece is just looking so bad against Thundercats. It's not even funny. Like, I, I'm feeling bad for them at this point. It's actually well, you're feeling bad for them, but the week before, One Piece destroyed Thundercats. It did, but every week at, before that, it was, Thundercats was destroying One Piece. Either way, it's pissing me off. It was pretty close. 
Why is it pissing you off, Jim? Because this sh- this show should be doing better. It should be doing millions every week. Oh, yeah, it no, should I agree. Be. I mean, people missing One Piece lately, you are missing some meaty stuff. You are missing the best episodes in the entire friggin' series. And that's saying a lot, considering you've got, you know, almost 600 to choose from if you're keeping up with it on OnePieceOfficial.com. The best episodes, because the pacing in these episodes is uh, not quite as easy on the viewers as I thought it was, having seen it before. Because I was used to watching it multiple episodes at a time. Nonetheless, yeah. there are very important details happening in these particular episodes. And if you miss them, you will be sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But that shouldn't keep you from watching from this point on, because it's a show that you should be able to pick up any time, really. Mm-hmm. So um, why don't we get into the comparison, then? <clears throat> Last year, the Boondocks pulled in 1,323,000. Bleach pulled in 1,289,000. Classic Naruto pulled in 1,219,000. Soul Eater pulled in 1,104,000. Thundercats pulled in 1,019,000. Symbionic Titan pulled in 947,000. Eureka 7 pulled in 861,000. Tichinuyo GXP, 790,000. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, 693,000. Cowboy Bebop, 641,000. Cowboy Bebop, 647,000. Inuyasha, 676,000. And Inuyasha finished off the night with 643,000. Man, that was a good week last year. Yes, it was. For the dead of winter, that's actually really, really good. Shows in the millions, man. Yeah. yeah, we didn't. We wouldn't pull that off again until Sword Art came on the air. Yep, that's crazy right there. Yeah, crazy but, talk. Crazy yeah, talk. I, I think that uh, we can. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the next week's uh, numbers uh, in front of me, but I can think we can dismiss that week as a bit of an anomaly. Uh, also, between the circumstances that we had this week, you know, with the Olympics and mm-hmm. other. Around that week last year with the Olympics, I think there was a UFC fight that night too. Um, Quite possibly. Yeah, that. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I think so too. I recall hearing something about that. So yeah, regardless, we had a lot of competition uh, Mm -hmm. last year. Not to mention, I've been saying it all year. You know, uh, we can't pull off the same kind of numbers this year that we did last year in terms of games because, uh, you know, it's just not possible year in and year out like that. So. uh, Right. Consider this week as part of the uh, market correction that I uh, talked about. Well, we didn't have the Olympics last year either, so. Good point, good point. But remember, you you can't, uh, there's no such thing as infinite returns on something. Right, right. But we do need to, we do need to indicate that though, because last year there wasn't really anything in competition. Now, this year. Maybe a UFC fight. Yeah. Yeah, like that's pretty much what we have to worry about a lot of times is, um, you know, bam. (laughs) UFC we have fight. to worry about that kind of stuff. We have to worry about the Olympics. Uh, this summer, we're also going to have to worry about the World Cup, too. So that's, it. that's for, yeah, like, for about a month. I don't think we have too much to worry about. Toonami's pretty stable. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking two different things. And really, it's, you know, it's the definitely late game, not going anywhere. Yeah. The game, might not the, do well. Games I'm t- yeah, the games I'm talking about will probably be like the group stage games. And group stage only lasts like, what, two weeks? Yeah. If that long. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. There's so always the occasional bump in the road. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And and don't worry. Those are those are going to happen. We're going to have the bumps when people, you know, come back from school or people are on spring break, this, that and everything else. So. Oh, when yeah. I beat on Paul. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think we'll have a couple million coming in once uh, people come back from school. So that'll that'll definitely help everything as well. Oh, yeah. But should we get into trending, sir? We yes. should. The U.S. trends for this past Saturday is Toonami and hashtag Toonami. During Naruto Shippuden, Naruto, Ghost in the Shell, FMA Brotherhood, IGPX, Star Wars The Clone Wars, and Inuyasha. Hashtag Space Dandy. Hashtag Bleach. Hashtag Naruto Shippuden. Sasuke from Naruto Shippuden. One Piece. Blue Exorcist. Are you kidding me? Satan from Blue Exorcist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to kick that shit out of Satan. We live in a nation. Soul Eater. Naruto. FMA Brotherhood, Samurai Jack, and Inuyasha. As a nice goodbye to Inuyasha, it trended number one. Yay! Yasha. Yes, Thanks but for holding up on... the back end. <laughs> oh, literally. <laughs> Which you've been on for like 12 years, so I think we're good. Yuri Yasha was rivaling Cowboy Bebop, so yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyways, worldwide trends. That's the worldwide trends. is Toonami during One Piece, Sasuke during Naruto Shippuden, Rin during Blue Exorcist, and Samurai Jack. As for the mobile app trends, Toonami and hashtag Toonami during Blue Exorcist and Inuyasha. Hashtag Space Dandy, which also trended in the West Coast airing. Go West Coast. Hashtag Bleach, also trended in the West Coast airing. Sasuke from Naruto Shippuden. One Piece, Blue Exorcist, Soul Eater, and Inuyasha. And that does it for all of our trends. As always, thank you, Anime Savior. And all of the other people who helped collect that data. Yes. So. Now. Yes. <laughs> there was a Q and A. There was. And yes, I was gonna I, say, is it, were we doing the um, were we doing the whose line is it anyway thing like the <laughs> the three headed scientist you know where we all say one word. Yes. <laughs> Maybe and go. Anyways, um, so the Q and A. Um, there were three questions asked as usual. Uh, the one thing I wanted to say before sketch reads those questions is yes, Arthur, your question was answered. <laughs> so there you go. There's your fame. <laughs> been really conscientious about that. I mean, he asks everybody questions and you know, finally he got on TV. So yeah, you could say you uh, got on TV. Good job, yes. Arthur. And it's you got on the podcast 15 seconds of fame, buddy. <laughs> Who the fuck was he again now? Oh, <laughs> Arsh, man. Arsh. He's so good. We just can't life. expect Darrell to remember everyone that's been on the show. Especially when he's drunk. <laughs> no, I remember everybody if I'm drunk. Oh, God. Anyways. It's when he's so sober is that he forgets things. <laughs> Anyways, so what's the uh, the three questions that were asked? Well, the questions were, uh, why'd you take off Sword Art Online? And Toonami said, well, it ended, and we brought in Blue Exorcist. As its replacement. 
The second question was, what are we going to lose for daylight savings time? Which was Arthur's question, if I recall. Yes. It was the only legit question of the three, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really was. Way to go. And Toonami responded that they will not be airing Ghost in the Shell or Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood this upcoming Saturday, but only this upcoming Saturday. But they also yes. announced a change to the lineup, which goes along with their third question, was asking about losing Inuyasha. And sadly, yes, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, they no longer have Inuyasha. No. And in and... order to replace it, they brought back my boy, Symbionic Titan. And I, I, I don't really want to lecture people about this because apparently I lecture people too many people too many times on this podcast, I yes, guess. Yes, you do. I don't know why there's so much hate for Symbionic Titan. And why there's – it's not just hate. Why is there so much hate for anything that isn't anime on Toonami? Uh, I've said it before a lot of times, and I think this will be the short answer, is that anime fans are simultaneously the best and worst fans yes. of, like, any fandom. Uh, unlike bronies who are, the, like, the worst that humanity has to offer most of the time. And then you also get... Um, Yes, I shot. Yes, I fired shots right across the bow. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Shotgun blast. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, anime fans, and I've talked at length about this. Is like, uh, they will uh, a good amount of them will support you till their dying day, and then you get a lot of fans who just you know get incredibly possessive about it. And Tsunami was never... And History Lesson, kids. Yes. Back in 1997, the only anime on Tsunami was Voltron. So mm, No, Dragon Ball Z was on. was one of the first OGs, too. Nope. Right, I'm just... I'm Dragon Ball Z in 97, son. First line of Voltron. 1997 was Voltron, Thundercats. It was Thundercats. I remember it actually... Technically, exactly, Thundercats is a co-production. Yes, yes, the original Thundercats was also a co-production. So, right. that's... Also, you could Japanese. I'm just I'm just saying, like, there's I mean, there wasn't really any anime and people need to understand that. And I, and I think it, let me give this let me give credit to everybody, because let me give credit to the people that I know out there are, you know, old OG tsunami faithfuls out there, because it, this is all new fans. It's got to be all new fans, because. I'm getting inundated with this a lot more now that the Twitter account goes up because I'm sitting there going, hmm, there's no way that Toonami fans that have been around for all these years are sitting there saying, well, this anime block, and they, that's usually how it starts off, this anime block is just for anime. And I'm like, eh, I don't think you know your Toonami history. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> like, I'm sitting there going, I'm like... Furthermore, even back when it was Adult Swim action, it was Adult Swim action not at all swim anime right it's always been an action block they just happen to basically only play anime. japanese cartoons right and and see that's what people need to understand is and this is more towards the newer tsunami fans out there the only thing that really tsunami has been able to get are you know anime shows and if here's here's the thing you have to understand if they could go out and get the DC shows that, and I, I hate to bring up Young Justice again, but that's a perfect example of a show that people have asked for on this tsunami. Um, if they could go get it, they would. It, it's it sucks. Yeah, we want to see some of these shows on tsunami, but you know what we can get is anime, and I, I'm gonna say it: all the anime that's on there is 
good. <laughs> so stop. You know, it, it, those of you out there that are new, just understand that this is, you know, Toonami is not an anime blog. Jason DeMarco will be the first one to tell you that Toonami, as defined, is an action cartoon block. So tsunami, the name implies a tsunami of cartoons. Exactly. That's right, cartoons, not just anime. It would be anime nami if it was, or something like that. If it was, you know, or some other name like that. But no, tsunami, a tsunami of cartoons. Right. Don't get me started on the wave of anime argument because I will be here, so, be here all night talking about that. Yeah, we can't do that because I'm hungry. Um, yeah. Like, guys, <laughs> if you hungry, you fat ass, you can stand to lose a couple of pounds. <laughs> get on that goddamn treadmill, Fatty Sally. Rude. That was a little rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. But are you really surprised? <laughs> no. <laughs> drinking, so. I didn't think so. <laughs> so, as a reminder, for the bajillionth time, Toonami is not a anime block. It is not only the home of Japanese cartoons, it is an action block, and action cartoons from anywhere else in the world belong to it just as much as Japanese ones do. And and by the way, if you want a perfect example of what Toonami used to be, those of you that do listen to us outside of the U.S. and Asia, that's a perfect example of... Toonami Asia is a perfect example of what Toonami used to be. So... We used to get stuff like the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest and a lot of Hanna-Barbera stuff, because if you remember, uh, back in the day, uh, you know, we're all old enough to remember this, but... Uh, when Cartoon Network first came out, a lot of it was um, stuff pulled from the Turner Library or stuff that was owned by Turner to begin with. Damn. True. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't. They didn't have the. They Used weren't to play established Space enough. Ghost on Toonami. Yes. Yeah. And actually, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing Space Ghost because I like those Space Ghost shorts. <laughs> That's where a great line came from: "Less talk, more action." Exactly. So. All right, well, we, we basically said all the news, so I think we need to get to... We just the... lost all the news. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we need to get to the, the main reason why people are here, Sketch. Yes. So yes. stay tuned for our exclusive interview with Joel McDonald, the voice of Meow. Baby. Here it is, right now. today mr joel mcdonald what up bitches see i like this man right here he's <laughs> y'all out to call y'all bitches like i do <laughs> oh yeah this is fucking fans <laughs> you know where you are <laughs> tell us about yourself joel <laughs> well i'm drinking uh Sweet. i I've been uh, I've been working at uh, at Funimation Entertainment as a, uh, an ADR director for I think a little over seven years. I, I don't know. I kind of lose count because I I'm drinking. Hey, uh, it's okay. 
Yeah, but you know, so I mean, I. yeah, I, I've gotten to work on like a bunch of different shows uh, as a director or voice actor or uh, adaptive screenwriter, uh, and uh, yeah, still learning. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's easily the best job I've had so far. Ooh, what'd you do other than that? Oh man, like a bunch of crap. Like I, I was. Uh, well, I spent five years being a freelance. Uh, uh, stagehand, uh, building sets, hanging lights, uh, doing rigging, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I spent like five years doing that. Uh, then I was carpenter at work construction. Uh, I've, uh, I've sold discover cards and, or, and Sam's club. I mean, you know, I wow. <laughs> just, just bounced around, delivered pizza for Papa John's for like four years. So oh, snap, dude, I knew it. You were the pizza guy in that porno. Oh, <laughs> Which which one? And yes, yes, I am. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, landed uh, landed in Dallas, uh, you know, a handful of years ago, and uh, you know, worked around town for a few years, uh, you know, working theater stuff and doing all that, and then um, just kind of found myself as a lot of people do in uh, in the voiceover world. So I've been uh, been working there pretty much nonstop ever since. Awesome. Yeah. Now time for some of those cliches. So what was the first show that you did at Funimation? The first show that I did at Funimation, I uh, Colleen Clinkenbeard brought me on as uh, as a director, uh, and she trained me on Negima. Uh, she was working on uh, directing Negima at the time, and so she kind of I sat in with her and uh, uh, watched and observed for uh, a few weeks, I think. And uh, after that, she had she was going to pass Negima along to me, so she could work on uh, several other projects that had popped up that needed her attention. Uh, and I guess she figured that you know uh, that a new director working with a very established cast, you know, well into the series, you know, it'd be easy for me to kind of learn my way. But uh, she ended up deciding pretty quickly that uh, I didn't write well for women. Uh, so she's like, I can't put you in a show with like, you know, 47 girls and gray hairs. And, uh, you know, know, if a rewrite pops up, what are you going to do? You don't know what we sound like because apparently you've never listened to a woman before. So anyway, so she put me on, uh, uh, season two of Subasa. So it was the same kind of setup because, you know, the, the, the the cast had already done their roles for, uh, an entire season leading up to that. And, uh, so yeah, it really was great because I kind of just got to sit back and not really entirely sit back, but you just kind of, uh, 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 sit in the director's chair and put all these seasoned actors and actresses in the booth, you know, Monica Rial, Jason Liebricht, uh, Chris Sabat, you know, all these people that had been doing voiceover forever and that show in particular for a long time as well. And more or less, I just kind of got to say, you guys do what you've been doing for years without me and let me know what I need to do. So they, I mean, they really, they, they trained me a lot, uh, you know, even as I was directing, but um, I had a lot of help early on. And uh, my first show that I, that I worked on solo was Heroic Age, which uh, was years and years ago, but starring uh, the fabulous J. Michael Tatum. And that was, that was the first one that they, they, they passed off to me entirely. It was terrifying, but a lot of fun. Really good one. Still one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Heroic Age kicked ass, man. Uh, thanks, man. I was I was a real fan of it because I, I I was real big into Greek mythology when I was yeah, in like that's, that was the whole thing. That's what got me, man. I was like a yeah. big mythology nerd back in the day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, nice. Oh, I'm sorry, sketch. Did we leave you out again? What? No, no, no. I'm just enjoying the conversation, bro. <laughs> oh, get I'm back sorry, in man. here, man. <laughs> yeah, get back in here, man. You know, cause uh, you know, I don't get to do too many interviews, so. I'm just so well, excited. Well, Heroic Age right was the show that Joel did, and then he went to SakuraCon to promote it, and that's where I met him, and that was really cool. That's right. That's right. Yeah, going. I, I, I was. We were just talking about this. Like going to a con with uh, J. Michael Tatum is amazing because you just get to like sit back and watch the show. Like, and he is 
awesome. Like I like he is and he's exactly the same like one on one as he is like in front of a crowd. Like he just wants to like get to know you and talk to you and he's I don't know, he's just really big and warm and open and uh yeah, he's a great guy. That's what we call keeping it one hundred. All right. You scare him, you show him clowns. Uh, yeah, I made that mistake once and oh. I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> like I he's got like a foot on me in height, but I'm still like I consider myself a scrappy dude. Like I don't back down, whatever. You know? Uh but still I accidentally accidentally showed him a picture of a clown and I became a scared little girl. He had a look on his face, like he just the look. I was like, oh, I was in the corner, like uh, it was. Yeah, he didn't he didn't put his hands on me, but if he had, I would not be here talking to you guys. <laughs> so how'd you end up voicing characters at Funimation? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I, it's kind of a funny story because when I was. They brought me on to direct at Funimation because I was such a terrible voice actor. Uh, I, I, had, I had come in a couple of different times. Uh, I met Colleen Clinkenbeard through the, the theater world. We were both doing a lot of stage plays at the time. And uh, she brought me in uh, to do some bit parts and, uh, and voila and you know crowd stuff or whatever. Uh, and I ended up doing a couple of, couple of different shows. I think the, one of the first ones I did, I did was One Piece. Um, and uh, I was atrocious. Like I was really, really bad. And and for someone like me who's been, I mean, I've been acting since I was seven years old. So like I know theater and you know and and acting and film backwards and forwards. I can do that. That's my bread and butter. It is. I'm comfortable with it. It's great. I know I can do it. But I'd never done voiceover before. I'd never even really considered it as uh, as you know as a potential you know piece of my career puzzle. Uh, but so I didn't know what I was doing. And people, I don't think a lot of people realize like the big jump between like knowing how to act and being really comfortable acting and then getting that same emotional content across just with a microphone and just with your voice. Uh, like that's, it, it's, so that I mean that's why I, I don't anyway I'm I'm breaking off a, on a tangent but but so they brought me on because I, I come in came in and did a few different you know bid sessions and did some really small parts and they pretty much wrote me off they're like ah this guy doesn't know what he's doing he kind of sucks whatever he's yeah, he's adorable but whatever uh, and so like a year later they're uh, uh, they're talking they've got a director's meeting and they're talking about how they need to bring on a new director because the the you know the work that's starting to come in is uh, is just kind of piling up and and they need somebody to kind of help them whittle it down so they wanted to bring somebody in that understood acting and understood directing and understood how to build an, you know, an emotional moment in a scene and in an episode and all that. But where it wasn't an, uh, an already established voice actor that they would be essentially taking out of the booth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you know, if they put J. Michael Tatum in the same director's chair, like they're taking him outside of the booth where he is an amazing voice actor and he is needed. Uh, and, you know, putting him in the director's chair and having him kind of do all that, all, all that stuff. And so they wanted somebody that they would, that, that could do the job, but wouldn't be a great loss, you know, if they weren't doing as much voice acting anymore. So they brought me in, uh, Colleen trained me and they, they stuck me in the chair and, uh, I have been there ever since, but, uh, working with voice actors for like that first year that I was there, that was kind of really where I started to learn voice acting as a craft. And uh, so that's when I got cast uh, a long time uh, after that, after I'd started uh, in Bacchano as uh, Jacuzzi Splot with uh, the incomparable Mr. Tyler Walker, who, who directed me in that and uh, gave me my, my big break, as it were. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it... Oh, yeah. Tyler's a real nice guy. I met him before. 
before. <laughs> Matt, oh yeah, uh, he's yeah he's one of my favorite people. He's 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 fantastic. But yeah, it's it's uh, it was it was really weird. Like I, I just I kind of felt like I still I didn't know what I was doing and. Uh, uh, I, I kind of still don't like you guys ever had those jobs where like you, you keep expecting somebody to like kick in the door and be like, you're not a director. Like, you know, you lied to us, you know, like, I don't know. Come it's work still, at the library. I've had those kinds of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, so I don't know why they'd ask me why I'm not a director. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you know, you know. you're not an airplane mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you better be. All right. <laughs> I'm terribly afraid of flying now. <laughs> Not yeah. really. Yeah, the, the but I do have concerns. <laughs> yeah, you always got concerns, Sketch. It's okay, though. I'll be there with you. I'll hold your hand and kick you out. <laughs> the plane's going down. He's the one that kicks me out without the parachute. Pretty much, man. Hey, it's only one left. Hey, it's either you or me. Hey, I like living. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, good point. Plus, man, alcohol is a must, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd probably be drinking on the way out. Drill, like, don't let, make me do this while I'm sober! <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm profusely scared of heights, and I don't even know why the hell I even jumped out of airplanes. Oh, yeah. Any so, Joel, what sir? show have you enjoyed scripting the most? Uh, Like doing the like doing the screenwriting for it? Yeah. Um, you know... I. I think I got to say that my, my favorite script writing experience was working on uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai uh, because they brought me on because I'd never seen Dragon Ball before. Uh, <laughs> they, it, like, seriously, no, that's why they, that's why they brought me on because they, they wanted they wanted me um, and the other direct, or the other writers that were working on it to uh, to go off of the original Japanese manga. Uh, and to not have any like lingering kind of you know uh, interpretations of what it's supposed to be like based on the dub, they wanted to, to really you know make a, a a renewed attempt at making it. Uh, uh, it was a good call on their part. Well, I, I I think it worked out really well because a I got to like read first off I like got to read the entire manga, uh, which well not the entire manga but you know as I. I, I whole heck of a lot of it uh and i got to read all that which was awesome i'd never read a manga before it took me way longer than it should have because i couldn't figure out how to turn the pages uh, <laughs> but, uh <laughs> this story's going backwards backwards yeah, yeah. I was like, don't worry about it when you're drunk gonna... you actually read the right way <laughs> but yeah no so like i got to read the manga i got to watch uh the original japanese uh which was great and like i, I really fell in love with the show because it, it really reminded me of the kind of shows that i used to watch growing up um you know mine were in english of course uh so, but like it really uh it really opened kind of my eyes to to you know uh, other ways that anime could could uh could work and uh i, I thoroughly enjoyed it i love getting to work on it my favorite episode i think i've probably ever gotten to write was um the one where I can't remember the number or the the title of it, but it was the one where um, uh, Goku is with uh, King uh, is it King Kai? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And the bubbles, and, yeah, 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 and bubbles, and uh, you know, and he meets uh -huh. uh, 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 well several people, but uh, I loved it because it was the part where he, like he has to learn how to tell a joke. And like oh, has its oh, several cool. jokes, whatever. So like that was that was my my favorite thing because it was such a script writing is a really really difficult but really fulfilling artistic challenge. If you can take something that you know works in one language and then 
you know, kind of still accurately reflect that in another language. Uh, that's a skill in and of itself. And then to be able to do it while matching flaps and, and all that. I mean, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it and still have never seen a single episode of the dub. Really? Wow. Yeah. No, I never have. They really wanted to keep me separate from that. And, uh, and honestly, I, honestly, I'm too busy half the time to, to watch anything that I'm not working on directly. Yeah. And we so, hear that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, somebody asked me not too long ago what my favorite anime is to watch when I get home from work. And I was like, I don't even, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> like, uh, well, what's your favorite anime which to one watch? Do you think it is? Yeah. Like, which one do you think it is? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, Kai was was a blast to work on, and I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, working on Claymore was a lot of fun too. Uh, oh, but I have, I, I'm, I'm not good at writing like tough guy dialogue, or in the, in that case, like tough lady dialogue. Like I am not a a, a shit talker. Like I, I don't, yeah, I don't ever win a fight just by my monologue at the beginning, you know. Like so, I don't know how to sound threatening. I'm five eight. I mean, it is what it is, but. <laughs> It's okay, man. You know that's kind of short in Alabama because I ain't number five eleven anyway. So uh, you know, I'm still looking up your nose too. So it's okay. It's all right, man. I understand. I'm 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 only thirty two. It's not like I'm done getting taller. Well, damn, man. We the same age. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Sketch you, the young guy. Go and get us some beers. Yes, I am. And I need a sandwich too. Chop chop. <laughs> Messing with the young guy. My bad, Joel. Could you please continue, sir? Oh, I don't even know what I thought. I think I might have been done. What else? Yeah. What else do you guys want to yeah. talk about? <laughs> well, let's redirect to directing. Sure. What? What about? Uh, which show did you like? Um, enjoy directing the most? You know, since you've um been you know into it. Oh, uh, that, it's really hard, and I think I've probably changed my answer almost every time. I, I've been asked something along those lines, but like I, it's my top three are uh, Dead Men Wonderland, uh, Sergeant Frog, and Initial D. Uh, but I think at the moment, if I had to pick, uh, it would it would be Sergeant Frog because that was yeah, like a, yeah. it's it's like one of the funniest like wackiest zaniest like uh, you know series i've ever gotten to work on like it that just i don't know it really it really is my sense of humor um and 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 i don't mean the dub either i mean the the japanese the original japanese it just really it really made me laugh and uh and that's i, I don't know like i guess i hadn't seen a whole lot of shows that really could like make me genuinely and sincerely you know laugh uh and that one does like it's 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 still the only show that i will ever go back on a, a semi-regular basis and re-watch like i've got favorite episodes of that like i've got favorite episodes of the simpsons you know like and i'll go back and like throw it on just because i had a bad day uh but but frog was like it was it was one of the funniest shows i've ever got actually it was probably definitely the funniest show i've ever gotten to work on uh although good luck girl is probably a very close second um uh, but yeah, it was great because it was, you know, Colleen uh, and a couple of others cast uh, the show before I ever got my hands on it. And they kind of already directed a few episodes and had the wheels in motion. And then I step in, I think, around episode six or seven and get to work with Chuck Huber, uh, you know, Sabat, uh, 
Brina, Leah Clark, uh, Tatum, uh, Habercorn. Like, I, I just got to work with, like, this, you know, who's who of, like, hilarious anime. And they're each cast and characters in, in roles that are so perfect for them that they get to kind of improvise and play around within the character and kind of find other ways to, you know, get the same idea across as the Japanese, you know. Uh, and and it just became this, like, not quite, like, free form. I mean, it definitely had direction. It was definitely guided, but, like, everybody got to uh, to contribute something to the process, not just vocally, but, like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I, I understand this is what the Japanese are trying to do right here. Like, here's how I would do that, and I think it'd be really funny. And usually, uh, almost every time, I'd be like, yeah, sure, give it a shot. Like, if it makes me laugh, we can have a conversation about it. Um, <laughs> and, it was, and it was great. It was, it was really great. It made it a really kind of fun, collaborative atmosphere, and everybody got to, you know, kind of bring their own thing to the table. And, yeah, so Sergeant Frog still absolutely one of my favorite things I've worked on. I love that show. Good. Dude, yeah. I wish they would dub more. You know what? Me too. And I have actually been told by those that that uh, that, that lord above me uh, to quit asking about it because oh. nobody nobody wants it more than me. And I don't say that lightly because I know there's people out there just flipping out that there's not a season four. But I used to go in like every couple of weeks and ask the powers that be like, hey, so when can we move on to you know, and uh, and and I. I don't know, and I can't really endorse any particular uh, method of uh, of, of uh, showing Funimation that you know people might want Sergeant Frog back. But I do <laughs> hear, I do hear there's a Facebook site, a group, I think, not on Facebook, I don't know, uh, but uh, I think it's called Save Sarge, and there is a a fan who's making uh, the Caro Ball uh, necklaces um, and selling them for a very very small price and uh, uh, basically it's kind of a way to show Funimation that yes this is something we want back we've already bought the entire DVD collection of course right nobody has that's why we're not doing it anymore uh, that is it's one of the most important animes on Picklepon goodness you know, sake at least watch it on Netflix people right yeah, <laughs> give us give us something yeah I mean yeah that's that's the one thing I think uh, you know a lot of people like don't don't seem to understand is that like you kind of you got to vote with your dollar in the anime industry you know like you can all get online and be absolute jerks and pirate stuff and people do uh but then you can if you do that if you're one of those degenerate jerks uh then you can't really complain about what shows we decided to run with and what shows we don't uh because you know you didn't tell us you know here's Here's twenty five. Here's thirty five dollars or whatever. I want more of this. Uh, you just ripped it off, you know, the internet and sat at home and trolled. And we're we're a big little baby. Uh, that's that's what I think of you. Not, Damn not you, me. internet! <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Well, yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Every if, now if, and then, people need a refresher. Yeah, I mean, if you if you like something, you know, support it. Like I don't that's not that shouldn't be controversial. I don't you know, think that there's a bigger insult that you can give than to say this isn't worth my money. No, you're absolutely right. And that's why like I I do I'm um I've done many many different uh days of open call auditions at Funimation. We have a we have a waiting list of actors that want to come in and audition. Um and sometimes it, I mean it, it can get very long. We've had people that have had to wait over, you know, 6 months or so, sometimes a couple, a year or more to be called in after getting your name on the list. But then if you do finally get to that point where you're able to come in and audition and show us what you got, um don't use that time to tell us that you pirate all of our products and think that we're <laughs> not as good as blah 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 like uh, i don't yeah and wow 
It, it happens. I, I don't make it up. It happens. <laughs> Do you go There's to a, your McDonald's interview and say, oh, yeah, I steal from you guys all the time? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right, right. I don't know. <laughs> no, my thing is take my money right now. I want more of this. That's right. That's right. I, I mean, I can't say how many times I accidentally bought Breaking Bad on iTunes, but I, I know I don't go back and complain that I want my money back because, you know, I don't know. I, that's yeah, probably not I even. I have sold no. blood to get anime. <laughs> you know, whoever got that blood was quite inebriated. <laughs> You're a menace to society, Darrell. Yes, I am. And I'm proud of it. Wow. Well, I don't. <laughs> Can you can you Joel? Can you top that with an amusing story about recording or directing somebody in the booth? Um, I mean, I, I, no, no, no. Every, every, everybody's boring. Okay, you don't have to top it. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> no, I'm actually, sorry. there have been there have been a lot of really fun moments uh, working on. Um, well, it's a show. It it just came out it's probably not something many people are familiar yet i'm familiar with yet but uh but there's this show space dandy that we've been working on uh, <laughs> that's that never is, heard of that you know and you know but it'll get there it's a tiny little little engine but i think it can chug its way over that hill uh it's uh it's like actually that is probably uh rivaling sergeant frog easily it, and we're not done with it yet um you know as far as as uh you know cranking out episodes uh, at all you know following japan as closely as we can um but it's that's going to be up there in my my, my top anime lists too i have i've only gotten to, to direct half the series um but uh and as much as i would have loved to have you know my hands on every single one of them um you know there's a uh, the, the turnaround for that show is so quick and you know we just need to have a big team working on it all the time but you know uh, myself and zach bolton have have, have gotten to co-direct the series and it is just just insane. It's so much fun. The cast is wonderful to work with. And there have been a lot of really, really fun things that have happened. But uh, because some of those episodes haven't really aired yet, I, I can't say. Can't Sworn say much to about. secrecy. Yeah. <laughs> Were there some ad-libs that made it into the final product? Um, I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> He, he pleads no, the fifth of vodka, people. I want – I mean I, I what I want is because you know nobody ever gets to just ad-lib something funny and then it makes it into the episode, period. Like it has to be appropriate to the moment. It has to like mm. kind of follow along with what the Japanese original intent was right. uh, because we're not – we do not change things if we can avoid it. Now, that being said, comedy proposes a much different – uh, you know, a set of rules and boundaries than drama or, you know, anything that is not comedy does. Because, you know, it, it's because comedy is inherently impossible uh, if, you know, you know, at the very, very least, uh, impossible to translate from one language to another. Like you can't take a joke from one language and translate it into another language perfectly and on top of that, have to match flaps with it. So like, you know, comedy, like it's a little bit broader. It's a little bit more... Um, uh, free, but still that, so, you know, so there is some wiggle room, you know, like there's a joke here, here's what it means in the Japanese. We need you to put a joke here, you know, make it make sense in English, uh, kind of thing. Uh, but it's, it's one of those where, you know, just because an ad lib is funny, I still need to make sure that it fits the moment, that it, it's appropriate for the character, that it's close, if not exactly what the original Japanese intent was. Uh, but 
I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there were a couple of maybe J. Michael Tatum or uh, Ian Sinclair lines that worked their way into the final products because they were so perfect in every single way. There you have it, people. Who do I have to blame for somebody saying f***? (laughs) (laughs) That didn't go over well with some folks, huh? (laughs) Mostly me. Yeah, you know, I... I, the death of the English language, Joel. It's the, the death the, of the English language. The script writer for that episode, uh, you'll have to take it up with uh, Miss Jamie Markey. Yeah, uh, I, I, I thought but so. I, I saw I, she was the, the yeah. script writer for that episode. And, and I'm not going to lie, if you want to take on Jamie Markey, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> it's okay, my money's on Jamie, because I'm sketch. <laughs> I love you, bro, but Jamie seems a lot Yeah, this, uh, this ain't worth pursuing. <laughs> Smart man. I've met Jamie at conventions. <laughs> nah, she's she's a sweetheart, but but um, she'll cut your throat. <laughs> she'll do it. Somebody I would really love to hang out with. Then. <laughs> yeah, Looking over what I have here and yeah, thinking of anything he else. Show you his so. chesticles. That's all. <laughs> Dude, that was that was one of my favorite meow moments. Uh, was in that episode. Uh, that 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 was really the first time that like I actually made myself laugh. Because uh, that was that episode, the Vesties versus the uh, or the, the Vestians versus the Undies was the was uh, it was a Zach directed episode. So Mr. Uh, Z Trolls Bolton uh, took the helm on that one, and I like I was still I think even at that point kind of trying to figure out meow fully. Like there were some parts of them that I felt like I totally understood and identified with, but there were other things that I felt were a little more forced on my end. And that was, I think probably the episode, if I had to pin it down, I think that episode was the one where I finally started to wrap my head around the whole character. And I think from that point on, it's, it's as solid as, as I could possibly hope for. But yeah, like I, that line, I actually like, I think I did it once and immediately started laughing and then kept laughing in the middle of like every other take I would try to do on it. But yeah, that was one of my favorite moments. But, but I will say this, uh, my absolute favorite, uh, episode and meow moments that I've gotten to, to record, um, are coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I will be live tweeting it if at all possible because Ian and I try to do that and Jamie and, and whoever else, you know, whenever we get a chance. But uh, but yeah, if you haven't already been watching along with Space Dandy every every weekend, then you've got to watch it uh, for the next few weeks because it's uh, it just it just keeps getting better. Believe it or not, it just keeps getting better. It's awesome. Well, one of the things we love about it, there is no continuity, and I just love how they break the freaking laws of physics. Every right. freaking time I look at it, I was like, what in the world of quantum mechanics? This yeah. is not right. When I do the numbers, yep. man, I'm like, this is not right. Well, and, yes. and it, you know, it's like my grandma always used to say, you know, fuck continuity, you know? This. <laughs> Damn right. I love your grandma, man. <laughs> that right there, that right there. Does this know, grandma it, happen to live only, in Alabama? Yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> See, Grandma already know, man. Like, Alabama Grandma will say that in a minute. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Roll Tide, Grandma. Roll Tide. Oh, we'll have to get up off her porch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, For the first time, I can actually talk about Alabama in a good light for once. <laughs> I miss it, man. I do. Like I said, you ain't missing, the, you ain't missing much, man. That one in the snow. <laughs> God, people just get crazy. It was bad. So, any good memories from Alabama? You know, since you know we're talking about it for a minute. 
Man, well, the last uh, last time I went was like uh, like three four years ago, and I went to uh, I went on Mother's Day because uh, you know one of our family traditions. I think a lot of family traditions, you know, is uh, we we always go down to the the family plot at the cemetery on Mother's Day, and just kind of it's a big sit in, you know. I, I don't know. Everybody kind of comes and like just finds a you know spot somewhere in the cemetery, sits, and somebody else brings a guitar, and everybody just kind of hangs around and talks about the people we lost, and uh, you know, and just kind of gets to know each other again, and like gets to know other people of the family that they didn't, maybe didn't get a chance to know as well. And I don't know, man. Like it's uh, you know, last time me and my my dad uh, we made the flight out and uh, and hung out for a couple of days, and it was. I don't know. It, like the air's better there. Like I, 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 something's better. I don't know what it is, but I don't know, it just—it's. Uh, it really is one of my favorite places in the world. This is the reason why you need to come to Alabama, folks. Yeah, that's right. Get that tourism up. Yes. And don't worry about it. If you, whatever part of Alabama you come in, I'll come and stalk you or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. Well, at I least... <laughs> I've been trying to get to an Alabama convention for a while, but I don't know, man. Hasn't been working well, for them. Well, they do have Comic Con. You know, that's done by the um, guys down in um, Al- the University of Alabama. So that's um, yeah. they moved from Tuscaloosa and brought it to Birmingham. So, gotcha. So it's starting to grow. All right. Well, good. Hmm. That got me thinking. Wow. What's the weirdest hey. thing that's happened to you at a convention? The weirdest thing that's happened to me at a convention. Uh, man. I. You know. If you've been to a convention, you know that I'm not exaggerating when I say that, like, almost nothing but weird things have happened to me. <laughs> Maybe the question should be, what's the most normal thing? But then you have to define normal. Yeah, that would be, yeah, no, right. Um, no, the weirdest thing that's happened to me at a convention, well, actually, you know, it's probably from other than Italia fans. And I'll say this, uh, unequivocally, that Italia fans are the craziest people I have ever seen in my life uh, i love them they are awesome but they are also the most unpredictable group of people <laughs> like i don't i don't know what it is man they are they are true uh but i would i would have to say my very first convention experience was also the weirdest convention thing ever to happen to me i uh i had just gotten off the plane at SakuraCon, and I didn't realize, but when I was in the air, they had to do some last-minute scheduling changes because of uh, you know other actors' availability and other guests' availability and all that kind of stuff. So I am on the plane from Dallas to Seattle uh, under the impression that I don't have to do anything until the evening, and so I drink some Bloody Marys. <laughs> I get off the plane and immediately, and you know, we're we're picked up by um, you know someone in a you know a, a little town car, and you know they drive us you know real fast out to the convention. And I am told as we're getting out of the car, oh yeah, your your new panel has has had to move forward. Actually, they may have mentioned this before, but anyway, I remember it as I'm getting out of the car, and they're like, oh yeah, we moved your panel up until now, so you start now. Ooh. And I was like, oh, okay, what's it a panel about? And I think it's going to be me and Tatum talking about Heroic Age. And they're like, well, it's a, you know, it's a people of voice acting panel. Uh, you're going to be on there with, uh, you know, Todd Habercorn, Wendy Powell. Uh, uh, oh, and also uh, Peter Hernandez does the uh, the voice of Speed Racer. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I immediately get off this plane and walk into the convention center, and I sit down on the panel, like, five seats down from, like, uh, you know, a voice acting legend. 
And I, I was so nervous and I'd had so many Bloody Marys and I didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, and I really just kind of wanted to just watch. But um, uh, there were a couple of times where somebody would ask a question, I would respond. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who's just like, oh, I don't know, maybe it could be this way. Maybe it could be that way. I'm pretty opinionated and kind of a jerk. Uh, and so like somebody would ask a question and I'd be like, well, you, you have to do it like this. And if you're going to be a real actor, you have to blah, blah, blah. And it was always funny because then Peter at the very end of the, the, the row would then almost always like lean forward and go, if I could – and they'd hand him the microphone and go, um, don't listen to anything that guy just said. <laughs> and <laughs> totally go off and like just talk. And I don't know. Like and, and I have you – know, he was right. He was absolutely right. I was just opinionated and new in the industry and wrong. But like the, yeah, definitely the most bizarre con thing was me. Walking into a panel, more or less on accident, with Speed Racer, and yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. It's okay. We'll just blame it on the alcohol. I always do. I went to that panel. You you seemed okay. Well, good. Well, good. Well, good. Just just know that I thought I had another four or five hours. <laughs> but, but like, but no, that uh, you know, just I do want to throw this in there. The the SoccerCon uh, staff and uh, and and everybody were amazing. It's uh, it's to run a con of any size is difficult, but you know, one of that size, like you know, the logistics of it's just a nightmare. And they uh, they they really made the best of a bad situation. They were amazing. Uh, it's it really made me want to do to do more conventions. And they were they were really cool. Hope to see him again one of these days. Please do. I love Joe, man. Uh, it sucks my mom learned how to use the internet now. She's going to hear all this. No, oh, oh, no, 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 dude. This is going to trip you out, though. <laughs> my mom is the number one fan of the podcast. <laughs> it's true. She gets she, mad when it doesn't. Oh, man. Has she, get, has she gotten mad because it's on Tuesday now? <laughs> I explained, but the thing is, when it got out late because I delayed it, she popped me across the head. <laughs> That's like nice. my mom now, is like now the I know. now I know that's really my mom. That's that's exactly what she would do. <laughs> and the sad thing is, Joel, I'm actually a librarian, man. Uh, that's, well, that's what I'm. I, that's what I am now. <laughs> that's not sad. That's beautiful. No, it's I work beautiful. at one of the worst libraries in the world. <laughs> it's in the middle of the hood, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, Love, ratchets, dots, skicks, gags, mark ass tricks, trick ass marks, wannabe thugs, fake ass pimps, hustlers. Yeah, that type of deal. That's my last neighborhood. No, I got you. <laughs> right, hey guys, I gotta let you go. I gotta, I gotta go run and uh, go grab a late dinner. But uh, thanks for talking to me. Much appreciated. Yeah, oh, thanks thank for you. coming on, man. Is this has been great? And we are back. We'd like oh, to yeah, thank Joel so once again for coming on the show. It was really awesome of him to do that. Yes, Thanks, it was. Bill. Thank you for coming on the podcast at the last minute, but um, I think it's time to get out of here. What do you guys think? Yes, most definitely. So, so let me do our housekeeping, so to speak. <laughs> housekeeping. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say this really quickly. Um, we're coming up on MomoCon, which is at the end of May. I believe it is the 20th. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. We'll, we'll keep it simple. Um, basically, if you guys could help us donate to us in any way, um, it's tsunamifaithful.com slash donate. Um, there's where you can help us with uh, the projects that we have coming up, and Momocon is a big project. So hopefully you guys can help us out with that. And if you do want something for your money, um, you can go to tsunamifaithful.bandcamp.com slash merch and purchase a Tsunami Faithful podcast shirt. 
So if you're a fan of the podcast, you definitely want to have a shirt because there's a lot of people that actually have bought the shirts and have them out there. Um, and that's it's closest to a Toonami shirt that you can buy right now, to be honest with you. So um, they are $10 right now. And if, when you do purchase that, you get a free download of Nerdcore Absolution, which has the podcast song on there as well, meaning the podcast intro. So also, if you guys just want the intro to the podcast, you can get that at ToonamiFaithful.com. ToonamiFaithful.bandcamp.com. That will you can download just that one song. It's called Nerdcore Absolution. Um, it's a very good song, and it has Richie Branson and Kadesh Flow on it. So you can download that for a dollar, and that goes towards um, our uh, projects. So, but anyways, let's get into let's wrap this up. That's what she said. All right, rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. I believe you can download the Stitcher app on your iPhone as well now. Um, I could be wrong about that, but um, you can listen to us on Stitcher for those of you that have the Android phones. So, um, Also, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Podcast, And tumble with us on tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. Um, and to listen to any old episodes and any of our exclusives that we've had with guests, like Steve Bloom, for example, go to podcast.tunamifaithful.com. That's it for our housekeeping. <laughs> it's time to sign off. So I believe, Jim, you're first. Yes, indeed. You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on Twitter. You can also find me on Tumblr at UniCentury. I go... Uh, and fits and starts with uh, Tumblr. So, you know, I might be there sometimes. I might not be. So uh, also, if you want to play anything on PlayStation Network, uh, send me a direct message or uh, uh, tag me on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we can set up a game of like Payday 2 or something. Darrell? Okay, you can find me at ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com or you can come to me on Tumblr at ukami samurai7.tumblr.com or just send me an evil email at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful.com, you scared bitches. <laughs> Senor Sketch. Best way to get in contact with me is to follow me at follow me on Twitter at sketch1984. You can also tumble with me sketch1984.tumblr.com <clears throat> You can ask me dumb questions at ask.fm backslash sketch1984 And please send your comments and responses about the podcast and your hate mail to sketch at tunamifaithful.com Have you gotten any hate mail, by the way? No. Oh. He's gotten stupid questions, though. <laughs> yeah. well, no, a lot less of those lately, though. Yeah, I kind of miss him. Oh. No one, no one really asks me anything or say anything mean. Yeah, they don't want you to cut them. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. My last name is spelled P-E-S-C-R-I-L-O. Uh, you can also find me on Tumblr, uh, paulpascrillo.tumblr.com. I post things there sometimes as well. Um, I do have an ask.fm that a lot of you seem to want to use. So it's ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. Uh, ask me questions. I have no problem answering questions about this podcast and the other podcast that I'm on, which is uh, Free Plug, Two, Two Strangers, One Podcast. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because a lot of you have been wondering, A, why I wasn't on last week, and B, what I've been talking about on Twitter. I kind of explain it there. So uh, follow them. follow us at Stranger Podcast there. 
How does I, he have two strangers one podcast without one of the strangers? Don't know. But anyways, um, so that's if you guys want to know what's what's been going on, I I explain it there. So um, listen to this week's episode of that. But anyways, um, that's it for this week's podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Peace. Wow. Deuces. I may say something real fast, actually. For those of you who don't know, and I posted this on my Twitter, but it bears repeating. Uh, if you really like uh, the opening, Viva Namida, there is a, a single of it on uh, iTunes. Just search uh, Yasuyuki Okamura, and um, you will be able to find it. And it's uh, buck twenty-nine. Hey, Jim. Yeah. You might want to spell that out on your Twitter. Yeah, I will. Because <laughs> people are like, how the fuck do I spell that? <laughs> or they could they could probably search Space Dandy too on uh, iTunes, the iTunes store. So. Does it come up when you search Space Dandy? Actually, you know what? I didn't try that, but I will. Yeah, uh, I would try that and see if that works because I don't know. If it should because it says Space Dandy version right in the uh, product description. Okay. Well then, yeah, it should come up then. So yeah, hmm. we're just doing that for uh, giggles right now. So, but anyway. in the meantime, don't mind me. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to actually have you repeat that during the recap. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. Yes. But, you know, find out if it does work on iTunes. Yes, yes. he's the Führer. Hail Führer. Yep. <laughs> Look, Mike, I'm just yes, trying to Mike make this Führer. easier to edit. <laughs> Can we put this in the outtakes? Because this would be hilarious. <laughs> if I have time. Okay. I'm trying to prep for a trip to California, y'all. Okay, yeah, everybody, everybody, yeah. about California, everybody be quiet so he can he can start the space day that he can. Uh, I think that's plenty enough dead air. So here we go. Hello. What happened there? I don't know. You went absolutely. You just like died. You. That's like the second time you went away. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't show any indication that I have a bad signal. Mm. <clears throat> Are you talking to me or Sketch? Sketch. So, Sketch what was the last thing you heard? What was the last uh, thing you heard? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I mean, you were in the middle of a sen- you were in the middle of a sentence, man. Okay, what was the <laughs> last word you remember hearing? I wasn't really paying attention. I was. Uh, I definitely moved on. Zero three three H and the aliens keeping him out of um. Yeah, we were talking about how. But was it was Full Metal Alchemist six hundred fifty-eight or six hundred eighty-five? Six hundred fifty-eight. She said six hundred eighty-five, I believe. Did I? I think so. I don't think I did. I think you need an impartial judge here. Well, I none of you guys are paying attention, right? I know. <laughs> hey, look here, motherfucker. I'm drinking, so you get off my back. <sighs> Thank you for calling back, Sketch. Yeah. Darrell, meet Joe McDonald. How you doing, Joe?
Hey, what's going oh, on, man? Not much. Don't worry about it. I'm the resident black man on hand. <laughs> and since it's Black History Month, you know, they decided to let me do an interview for once. Oh, that's how they're doing you, man? I'm sorry. Uh, it's all good, you know. It's <laughs> part of the hierarchy. <laughs> well, the difference was another guy was in charge of the podcast up until recently he put it in my hands for a couple of months. All I was right. like, going to have Darrell help me with an interview. Nice. And now he's going to gouge his eyes out. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I hope the rail doesn't fuck this up. Please don't let the rail say anything that's gonna get us in trouble. <laughs> Man, if anybody's gonna do that, it's gonna be me. Like I, I don't know, every time I've I've ever done one of these things, this it's very rare. Man, like you let me talk for long enough, I'm gonna say some stupid shit. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's not don't worry be... about it, Dan. We on equal footing, Dan. It's all good. <laughs> hey, hey, you're the one in uh, Alabama, yeah? Roll tight. Oh hell yeah, where are you uh what part? Uh, I live in Birmingham. I'm in Central Alabama. Oh, sure, right. Yeah, my uh, my family's in uh, Gwin, just a little bit uh, what northwest of you. Yeah, about northwest. Damn. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Small I, world. Haven't been there in a couple of years, but man, I dude, I they they better bury me in Alabama, man. I love that place. Man, you ain't missing nothing <laughs> right now. Trust me, we get one inch of snow and the whole damn state shut down. Oh, jeez. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, sketch. I guess I proved you wrong, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> he said his family was from Alabama. I was like, oh, well, you will have things to talk about. <laughs> hey, Alabama football probably one of the biggest things, dude. We had like two big football games here every year. That's the Magic City Classic and the Iron Bowl. All right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm over in Washington State. I actually met you at SoccerCon. Uh, Several years back. Dude, that was my first convention ever. Yeah, I, I seem to recall that. Yeah, yeah. you were there with uh, J. Michael Tatum. Yeah, promoting uh, Heroic Age. That was the, the first show I got to direct solo. Sweet. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Man, it's cool going to a. It was it was great going to a, my my first con with Tatum because like nobody knew who I was and everybody knows who Tatum is and so like I kind of got to just sit back and watch and like see how he interacted with fans and you know kind of dealt with weird situations because you know those pop up and uh, and man he's he is great he is I mean he's one of my favorite people in the world he's he's amazing all around but man you see him at a convention and that is just man he is on stage he is he is uh, I don't know he's great. Totally. So I'm wondering if by chance, and this is very unlikely, but do you remember a couple of Bacchano fans coming up to you and telling you something about a scene that we constructed with Jacuzzi coming into the train, seeing the conductor dead on the floor? Oh, hold, hold on, hold on, let me stop you. Is this... His pants, they're ruined! Yes! Okay, then yes, I absolutely remember you. You're actually the first person to ever ask me to do the character voice. That is fantastic. Oh, my <laughs> friend will be so happy you remembered. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Sketch, fun. you are not forgotten, dude. Not forgotten. <laughs> All right. I couldn't... Oh, I, I think the only photo that I took at that convention was on my uh, DSI that got pawned. <laughs> I just yeah, wanted to put that up on Facebook money. at some point, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Gotta get those lights back on. No, I get it. 